Welcome to I Hate This Town. My name is MJ. I'm here with my co-host Owen. Hello. And we are here with a uh, Twitter person and a native Ohioan, <laughs> Mitchie Such. I'm actually going to Ohio tomorrow, so this is perfect timing. Hell to yeah. see my family. I started smoking uh, like two days before I decided to go to Ohio. Like I, I'm like, a, you know, like gender fluid. I'm scumbag fluid where I could just <laughs> eat. As soon as I know I'm going back home to Ohio, I, I decided to start smoking cigs again. I start drinking regularly again. And, you know, you got to get in the mindset to see my Ohio friends. That's basically be... code switching, right? Yeah. 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 Just starting drinking again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you got to get yourself into an alpha mindset. You have to be an alpha mindset. Like, you know, if there's heroin available, do it. You know, but <laughs> like, they, they, you don't want your friend, hometown friend, to smell weakness on you. <laughs> you gotta start. You gotta start ground scoring Newports. You gotta yeah. start fucking whatever. Yeah, I actually bought Camel Crushes because. I bought Camel Crushes because menthols are a dying breed, and Camel Crushes are the most fun version of menthols. So. This is true. Camel crushes are the worst of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. They're, how we... they're a disgusting cigarette that is sometimes also a bad menthol. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the best part about camel crushes, what I like to do, is uh, you smoke like most of it, and then you crush it right at the end, and you get like mm-hmm. super menthol at the very end. So it, yeah. it feels like you're like smoking five gum. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think we're doing this. Does it reading. also fuck your mouth up? Oh yeah, yes. like if, if oh, you crush yeah. it right at the end, you feel like you're inhaling God Himself. <laughs> it's like I went smoking to like crack. <laughs> I went to college during like the golden age of um, discount cigarettes because that's when Camel came out with crushes and the like Camel Number Nines, the ones that were like cigarettes but for ladies. Um, so <laughs> because they were all disgusting. Um, you could basically get cigarette coupons all the time. So we, and that was before they started regulating the cigarette coupons. So you could actually get a pack of cigarettes for a dollar. Wow. Um, so we smoked a lot of camel crushes and a yeah. lot of those like camel menthol number nines. Cause like, listen, if it's a dollar, that's why New Yorkers love to post so much like inane bullshit is cause they can't, the cigarettes like $30 there. You know? Yeah, they can't sublimate all of their worst impulses. Yeah, so they, like, they they have to post like hot takes all the time. Yeah. yeah, all the like dumbass hot takes. Yeah, I mean, come from the coast. The, yeah, I mean the smoker pit at work. That's the original timeline, right? So yeah, you know, if you can't well, yeah. afford to smoke, then you have to put it all out on Twitter. But yeah, um, like New York people on the East Coast love to say stuff like the you know the real racism is I don't know not <laughs> non racism. <laughs> <laughs> fucking killer <laughs> real racism is that my wife has left me let's discuss the contradictions in my wife leaving me <laughs> number one <laughs> eight girls who all look like Geralt from the witcher um <laughs> tweeting hot takes all from the same exact block of in brooklyn <laughs> yeah all from like all from like the coffee shop adjacent to a tapas restaurant they even yeah. have the cat eyes from the witcher <laughs> every girl in brooklyn looks like a witcher <laughs> in my eyes at least going back to cigarettes real quick i I think the gender politics of cigarettes are very interesting. Like, you know, obviously, I don't know, like Marb Reds for men and Virginia Slims traditionally for women. Uh, when will the cigarette companies get woke and release a cigarette for non-binary people? 
Oh yeah, it would uh, be um Salem's. <laughs> that has not been my that has not been my experience selling cigarettes or, uh, in terms of demographic or, observation. It's probably Just, parliaments because you bite down on it and um oral fixations are very common in the non binary community, you know. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. <laughs> parliaments, parliaments, and uh, American Spirit Blues. Uh, yeah. Or the non-binary. I mean, I think cigarettes. American Spirit Blues are basically American Spirit Blues are the non-binary cigarette. American Spirit Yellows are the transgender cigarette. When will R.J. Reynolds be represented at Pride around the United States? I want to see R.J. Reynolds branded koozies at Pride Parade. <laughs> Oh, it's got Bank of America there. I'm sure. Honestly, I bet you R.J. Reynolds was there in like the 80s when we were just dropping like flies due to AIDS. Just R.J. Reynolds was like, what if also you were smoking? (laughs) Which what'll get you first? If you have AIDS, you should damn well be fucking smoking smoking. all the time. (laughs) Especially like when AIDS was a death sentence, you should be doing every drug you could possibly imagine, just fucking living Uh, it up. If you know, if I had terminal illness, I would um try and hit a hit list of things I haven't done yet. Um, Oh, absolutely. It's like my great grandma. uh, She used to she smoked Newports because I guess I always thought the Newports marketing of like. just like white people was um, misleading because white people usually don't smoke Newports. But I guess in the 60s, like in the 70s and shit, they were, it was a whiter cigarette. It wasn't like a new Newports. Everyone I know who smokes Newport is not a white person uh, generally. Or like if they are white, they're like extremely working class. But they're usually yeah, incredibly she, old. I say this as someone who sells cigarettes most days. As part yeah, of well, job. I guess old they're white people extremely love old too. white yeah. people love. Yeah, Newports. but I guess Newports were the rage back in the day, and she would smoke um, a carton of Newports a week, and oh. she quit because she had trouble going up the stairs. And, yeah, and I when bet she, she did, and she uh, loves to get fucking drunk, and she's a complete like blabbermouth, and she was just like talking to me, and she's like. You know, when I like feel like my death is coming close, I'm gonna start smoking Newports again. I really miss that. I was like, you haven't <laughs> smoked for like thirty years. <laughs> she was like, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna start smoking again though. I really, I really miss the like. To be I, fair, I'm, when I'm when I'm old, I will absolutely begin smoking again. I like how the Biden administration didn't know that bang menthols was like racist, and then they had to address it later. <laughs> Literally, everyone's been talking about it <laughs> yeah. for five years. Yeah. And like, it's like the administration didn't know. Then people were talking about online, and then they had to make a statement about how, oh, we won't, we won't arrest people for smoking, and we have, we won't be racist about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he won't. <laughs> yeah, oh, and he's just continuing Obama's legacy. Obama banned fun-flavored fruity cigarettes, and then yes, oh my god, because when I was in high school, when I was in high school, you used to be able to buy chocolate orange-flavored cigarettes. Dude, I went to Peru, and they have like orange and like grape. They have all types of flavors. It's incredible. It was incredible. It was great. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, should I have been smoking in high school? No. No. Uh, but did I? You bet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, t- and the thing is, tons of people smoke in high school, then just stop smoking when they graduate. It's more of a social thing, I guess, for a lot of people. Um, I kept smoking until about like mm, 
<laughs> While we're on cigarettes, has anyone, anyone ever tried a Chinese cigarette? Yes. I had a Chinese landlord many, many years ago, and he we smoked in our house, and he was fine with that because he smoked. And, oh, Chinese um, people love smoking. Yeah. He brought us a pack of cigarettes from – he was like, you got – I was just visiting my family. I brought you guys back a pack of cigarettes. They were – it was insane. <laughs> we yeah, they uh, them. they taste terrible. <laughs> They're and, horrible. Like imagine like an unfiltered basic, but like wrapped in tar paper. Like it was just it's like the. Most I have heavy. a crank theory, uh, an yeah. economic theory. So hear me out. Nations that are thriving and upcoming and just like doing exponential growth economically are smoking like motherfuckers. So America, its biggest period of growth was like post World War World War Two, to like the 1980s. Like through the 60s, America was just continually making huge economic gains, and wages were going up. Basically, everything was really fucking good, which is why boomers have fantastic lives. Like everything was progressively. Everyone's like, "Oh, capitalism works. Look at this. People are making more money, and the economy's growing." I mean, we were in Vietnam and shit, but I'm just saying from an economic standpoint, booming. America was booming for a long time. Now America's declining. China, well, we, uh, in that period, everyone was smoking like crazy, like just smoking their asses off. Now China's having like 20% economic growth per year. Guess what's happening in China right now? Everyone's fucking Everybody's blasting cigs. Everyone's blasting cigs like crazy. If I can contribute my anecdotal evidence to this, um, little like Owen backstory into my life is that i uh did a year at nyu's nascent engineering school uh mm. where i was around a ton of chinese uh like foreign students i don't what's whatever the word is like they came over to, to take engineering courses in america and uh the two things that chinese engineering students in america love to do the most uh smoke cigs right outside of the building and make gratuitous use of the n-word Two favorite things. Love it. My roommate or my my uh, my roommate was friends with them, with a bunch of them. And uh, uh, it made having uh, people over to my apartment after dates extremely awkward to just sort of hear that through the walls all the time. <laughs> you know, Rich Brian threw that uh, too in a rep. Like he used to be rich, uh, ch- 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 <laughs> he used to you know, in, a, in a rap song. The thing is, in um, and I, I did Chinese for, I, I went to OU which is super, um, super big for foreign exchange. Um, so there's this one guy, he would smoke cigs. There was this big pillar, um, like kind of think like a Roman-esque pillar. And he would climb up it like they did in Mulan, like this, <laughs> and get to the top of it. Because, like, you know, Athens has, like, the old 1800s vibe. So it's a pillar. He got on top of it and, like, squat and smoke on the pillar and overlook people. That's so and fucking cool. This dude was a crazy badass motherfucker. And he also drove a G-Mobile. Hell yes. So I ended up being in a work group with him. It was a full year project for the business school where he'd have to like help out a business and do whatever. I was a business student. I'm really uh, cool. So <laughs> um, I'm a cool professional yeah. guy who does stuff. So uh, he was in my group and he was like, all he cared about was um, having fun. And he was like, he had his dream mobile. He'd always be buying top shelf liquor and he was in our group. And the first day of the group, and I loved his honesty. He was like, you guys, um, my dad owns a diamond mine in China. 
and my mom owns a development company in China. He's like, I am here for show to just get a degree from America. When I go back, I'm like, I, I'm fine. So he's like, I'm going to, he's like, he, we're going to make a deal. He's like, I'm not going to participate at all, but I'll take you guys out to a bar. I'll buy all your drinks. And if you guys like want any breakfast or food, I'll pay for it. I have my dad's credit card. <laughs> and, like, and every group was like, fuck yeah. Dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I mean, and, again, the honesty is the key part yeah. of that. <laughs> like you come out, you come out swinging with that. Like, look, I am not going to contribute anything. <laughs> the to this. Like, that's bringing something to the table. That counts. He was the like most alpha dude I've ever met. Who'd smoke <laughs> on that pillar he basically he would just uh, like even if women weren't interested in him, the once they realized how rich he was, it always worked out for him. He just kind of had everything figured out. I'm sure he like runs a diamond mine in China or something now, but that guy had to have, like paid for like hundreds of dollars of bar bills for me. So I hope he's doing well. Um, <laughs> Much respect. Much yeah, respect. It looks like it. It looks it looks like you got something out of your business major. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so you mentioned Athens, so we can loop it back to we can loop it back to Ohio, the 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 flattest part of America. Um, Is it? I have to show you guys the most Midwestern beverage I've ever seen in my life. I saw it at the Walmart out near the airport. Um, that's the good Walmart. That's where they have the good hot sauce selection. That's why we get out to at Walmart. Um, it is birthday cake bash bang keto coffee. Oh fuck! Wait, it's coffee. <laughs> I've had bang um, birthday cake. Is that a di- is that different than the normal bang birthday cake? Yes, this is coffee. This is a keto coffee. Twenty grams of protein coffee energy drink. Jesus, that sounds like the best pre workout ever made <laughs> I, know. I wanted to try it in a way that i cannot express but it had dairy in it so i didn't couldn't get it but um they only had a couple of flavors and tragically none of them were more like rococo than this uh birthday cake flavor but um i i really had a moment <laughs> there in the energy drink aisle I mean, I guess it's keto if they include all of the uh, if they include all the birthday cake ingredients minus the flour. Yeah. Oh, it's made entirely out of toxic chemicals. The guy who runs Bang Energy is the most insane businessman in America. He just doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know like, anything about the guy who runs Bang Energy. Oh, he's probably like a, a Nazi or something. But like, they, I, I got one. It was like sour. <laughs> Uh, sour green tea flavored. <laughs> like, they just—I think they like you know that South Park bit where they talk about how Family Guy writes their jokes and it's like walruses putting balls into uh joke. Have yeah, you I know which that? one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like they actually do it. Bang Energy. Those their their flavors are insane, and somehow they're good. And like when I drink Bang, I get physically ill. And energy drinks generally don't do that to me because <laughs> my tolerance. But I will get physically ill off Bang. I feel like a combination of like bang and cig- like Newports, Newports and Parliaments and Jacks, those cigarettes that you can only get at Love's like truck stops. I've That's never like even heard of Ohio those. pre like pre gaming. 
Or Jack cigarettes. They're oh, maybe they're called like Jokers. Jokers American. They're like American Eagle cigarettes. They're the ones that are like the shit that they scrape off the floor. Oh, just like bottom shelf factory. cigarettes. Yeah. What were you saying, Owen? Oh, I was going to say that Bang Energy and the Target logo, just all of their branding. I mean, that's about as close as you can get without crossing over into true parody of just calling it gun energy. <laughs> just gun <laughs> energy drink. It is like a gun. So, yeah, it's like a gun. It makes you yeah. a dangerous person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if, so so if, I guess he was... he was uh, One thing about this guy is he, uh, I guess, uh, every... There's a thing that says every can of Bang Energy helps Trump get reelected. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh I fuck yeah. Nazi. I mean, you know. Damn, look hey, at Nick. those discount hair plugs. <laughs> Nick, can you uh, find out where this guy's from? Since this is a geography-based podcast, we're going to do like yeah, sure. mean, he, let's, let's geography phrenology um, on him. Would no, you believe it? Look at Phoenix, him. Arizona. <laughs> This is a I would believe bit, that, actually. This Thank is you. a visual <laughs> bit, but he's a madman. Look him up. I, I knew he was insane. I feel like it's like a Kanye situation. Like, even if he supports Trump, like, you know, that's just because he's so insane. Like, he has no real... It's not because he's a Republican. It's just because he's just, like, riding the vibes, you know? Yeah, he's like, yeah you know, no. This is not Trump's... a man with a political ideology. <laughs> he just thought Trump was cool. Bang Energy was founded in 1993. Did what? y'all know this? Holy shit. With one goal Bang. in mind. Bang to Energy is older highest... than me. <laughs> to produce the highest grade university proven sports supplements and performance beverages in the world. And instead they turned around and started creating liquid crank. No. <laughs> Can they? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, people ask. Scroll down. Scroll down. Scroll down. Scroll down. No, don't search anything. Uh, you want to know wait, people the, ask? Yeah, the Google recommendations for people also Can Bang ask Energy me. kill yeah. you? <laughs> Who is Bang Energy owned by? How much is Jack Owak worth? How much did Bang Energy sell for? Can Bang Energy kill you? <laughs> so so from the Bang Energy Wikipedia, uh, in 2012, the company introduced Bang, marketed as a low-sugar carbonated energy drink that could be used as a healthy, healthier alternative to similar products on the market. Bang similar products such as crack cocaine and Adderall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in 2017, Bang Energy announced a caffeine-free variant of the beverage using beta-alanine in replace of caffeine. So they basically were like, what if instead of a naturally occurring substance that makes you hyped, we put a likely carcinogenic toxin in it? Yeah, what if it that works, was though. a good swap? Yeah. Um, <laughs> In 2019, the company opened a $52 million facility distribution facility in Phoenix, Arizona, unshocking, which will uh, operate alongside their 847 square hundred thousand square foot manufacturing and distribution facility and world headquarters in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Wow, what a great company! Yeah, uh, they have a section on. They have right below legal actions on their Wikipedia <laughs> is recycling. <laughs> I guarantee you Bang's been sued numerous times For like people having strokes uh, People getting divorced on a whim I think my uh, I think the uh, episode art Bang bring back for Loco <laughs> yeah, no, I think the episode art for this one Is going to be a screenshot of Can Bang Energy Kill You Is Two Bangs a Day Bad <laughs> who's, who's referring to them as bangs Yeah I've never like, had any trouble Any trouble getting banged two times a day 
never been a yes, problem. You have. <laughs> <laughs> This is a deeply stupid episode already. (laughs) What is the law? What is the law? Animals came from miles around. So tired of walking so close to the ground. They needed a change. Well, we're talking about, okay, so, but we are talking about one of my favorite, unironically, one of my favorite places in America, Ohio. Um, And I love Ohio because Ohio is unquestionably one of the weirdest places in America. Um, but like in a dirty way, not yeah, weird the way that Florida is weird in like a kind of funny way, but like weird in like a, like an alley kind of way. <laughs> Did you see, uh, the infographic of, um, searches for the N word and Ohio had like by <laughs> far the most. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. But like they phrased it where it's like most racist states in America. It's just like yeah, I don't think it means you're most racist state. I'm not saying Ohio's definitely racist. I think there's just a bunch of people who were like, what is this word? Yeah, or do they just like they're looking up a rap song and you know, they're just searching <laughs> with the N word. Um Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just like for some reason Ohio has the most searches for the N word in the whole country. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's the it's the high concentration of juggalos. <laughs> yeah, it's there's <laughs> and we have the highest Amish concentration. So maybe they're searching for like, what does this mean? <laughs> I bet they are. I bet, I bet Amish people love saying the N word. Yeah, I mean, uh, I want. I wonder how engaged with race politics Amish people are in general. That would be a interesting thing to know. I don't know. They're probably racist. Well, they're all but, white. Yeah, they are all white. I so, wonder if there's a black Amish guy in existence. Yeah, because I mean, I don't think there's anything specifically scriptural about the Amish or the Mennonites that would like prohibit a black person from joining. And yet, yeah, so they do not exist. So there's, I assume, a lot of other well, forces so at work for, here. But, but well, but like you know, there's so few Amish people that like they are interbreeding and like developing all kinds of unique and special birth defects yeah you don't you don't breed with people who understand like 4chan you know <laughs> the 4chan <laughs> amish venn diagram oh man if actually an amish, if an amish teen went home from rum springer and found 4chan yeah that would be game over and shoot up a school or something <laughs> or become like a millionaire from crypto or something but they're just like <laughs> them and their wife just cranking out like Pepe quilts to sell at the local farm. Oh my god! I hate this town asking the important question of Are the Amish woke? Do they actually no. do the Amish vote? That's the question I'm asking. Do they vote at all, or are they like They're... are they like evangelicals pre 1980 where they think that voting is like the devil's work? Because I yeah, kind they're... of am leaning more towards that. I feel like they're probably not very politically engaged. I don't know. I they probably Trump vote signs. for Republicans. Yeah. I saw some Trump signs in Amish country, like like on the sides of barns and stuff. Yeah. They probably mm. just vote for Republican. 
they're the renting. They're renting that space out. They're using the money to build more barns, to rent out for more <laughs> Trump signs, to build more barns. It's actually a really great business model. This has nothing to do with Ohio, but did you guys see that picture that was on Twitter today um, where it's like Jake Paul says that he talked to President Trump yesterday and it's just a picture of Trump from this angle? Yeah. Dude, Jake Paul and Logan Paul are both native Ohioans. I went to college with Logan Paul. We were in the same... uh... Wait, wait. Can I interject really quick? Uh, I just got a message from Gabby who can, I, I, I guess, hear me through the wall behind me. Uh, to let me know that the Amish do vote, but less than other religious minorities. So that makes sense. There you go. There's yeah, your I mean, answer. It's like they. It's not like their lives are ever going to change. No politician is going to change how the Amish lifestyle functions. You know. Do the Amish smoke menthols? This might be a turning oh, point. They probably roll their own cigarettes. I was saying something yeah. I forgot though. Oh, you went oh, to school Jay, with Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. Yeah, <laughs> you went to yeah, you went to school with Logan Paul. Yeah, we were in the same grade. Yeah, like in, we, like in high school or in no college. college. Yeah. The Paul brothers are interesting just because they're like, I mean, they're just like Ohio farm boys. And Logan in particular is like the prototypical Ohio farm boys, super blonde and built and handsome. That's like the, those are the type of people either play pro football, usually play pro football. You know, you have the handsome farm boy. I am one of my college friends was one of those beautiful blonde farm boys that like just somehow become like extremely gorgeous just from eating corn every day. And then they <laughs> wander into a city and they either become like supermodels or, you know, they get drafted to the NFL. And Logan Paul just happened to discover Vine on his farm and then became a, you know, international sensation. Then Jake Paul wrote off that. But Jake Paul had more of like degenerate tendencies than Logan. I feel like Logan's cleaned up his act. Like he did the suicide forest thing, but he's more of like a low key. That was years um, ago, though, now. That was yeah. a long time ago. No, like, you never hear about him, and I think he's just kind of... But Jake's, like... He's just chilling now. Good for him. Yeah, he's just chilling. Yeah, I mean, he's still, like, one of the biggest YouTubers, but, yeah. Jake, uh, Jake's always making murder moves, which, you know, you're either going to love that or you're going to hate that about him. He's kind of like Donald Trump, you know? Donald Trump's always making murder moves. He's always... He's a, well, he was. Now he just fell off the face of the earth. But, you know, no matter what Donald Trump was doing. <laughs> now he just now yeah. he just has speeches where he's like, you know, I thought that back in the 1985, it was very unfair. Yeah. That it was very unfair for Dianne Feinstein to whatever. Yeah. There was a period where he was on fire, where everything he did, where everything he did was like increasing his um, publicity, you know, good or bad. No matter what you thought about it, he was always on the move and you know he's always about getting getting his cloud up not anymore but that's how that's the trajectory jake's on so speaking of that uh this is unrelated to ohio once again but today (laughs) is the one year anniversary of um the failed coup in venezuela With uh, oh, yeah. silver, oh <laughs> the, the today is the one year anniversary of when that private military company tried to start a coup in Venezuela and got their shit rocked by a couple fishermen and a guy on a run running past like the marina when he saw it happening. Man, it really is like 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 indigent farmers, fishermen, and laborers, like ten Americans. Back ops none at this point, I think, is like the running tally throughout history. 
I'm sure that like special ops has killed a lot more people than we know. They are definitely very good at their jobs and very highly trained, but they, I feel like they get rocked at crucial moments like Bay of Pigs, but I think Bay of Pigs is the CIA, not a uh, like Navy yeah, SEALs. It was, it, yeah, but it, it's just very, I mean, the entire Vietnam War, Korea. Yeah. <laughs> no, we just definitely take L's all the time. Yeah, I, I, th- I think for America's the amount like, of money for the amount mm. of money that's spent on like training and arming these dudes, more L's than there sh- than one would expect. I think America's like extremely good at um, like spec ops, like Navy SEALs type shit, um, assassinations and shit, like um, like our elite soldiers are really good at killing people and really good at getting stuff done. But I think like we're really bad at wars and really bad at coups now, but like our elite soldiers and our elite units are still good, but I don't think anyone like would fear America uh, rolling up because America's going to tucker out and we're never going to spend enough money for full deployment in any country. So like, as long as you have like a good insurgent movement, you'll always end up winning once it becomes politically unpopular for America to be there. Yeah. But like, yeah, if we want to assassinate someone, it. it's going to happen. You know, that's basically how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless it's Fidel Castro, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> America's really Unless good at assassinations. Unless it's an incredibly popular yeah. communist leader. Yeah. Generally, we're really good at assassinations. Unless it's Fidel Castro. <laughs> you always you always have the one that got away, right? Yeah. <laughs> like we're, uh, it gives America, you something to strive for. We were able to assassinate like JFK, but not Fidel Castro. <laughs> and like um, in that same period America assassinated a bunch of people in the, inside the country but wasn't able to go into Cuba at all well it's I mean that's like a, a team that plays well on their home field and bad at away yeah. games like sometimes yeah. you just need the home team crowd cheering you on yeah you'd think it would be harder the home team crowd being Sydney Gottlieb like, just yeah. like in the corner. yeah the home team crowd is the dullest brothers so yeah <laughs> You think it'd be hard in country? I used yeah. to work at I used to work at a tennis club that Frank Carlucci used to come to. Who's Frank Carlucci for viewers that don't know and or hosts that don't know? <laughs> Frank Carlucci was the head of the CIA. I think he was the head of the CIA under Reagan, um, and so was uh, designed a. Not an insignificant number of coups in uh, the African continent. Um, but I worked at a um, tennis club in Northern Virginia when I was like 22. And he was like in his 90s. He would come in there every day. Also, he would get massages like three times a week. He had one. Yeah, he liked one of the masseuses a lot. She was just like a very large, uh, you know, Russian lady. Hell yeah. That's my story about Frank Carlucci. But anyway, one day I Googled him as he came in and I was like, oh, cool. So this man could have me murdered and no one would know. Yeah, I mean, uh, he found his fetish and now he's fine. You know, straight and narrow. Oh, he died three years ago. (laughs) Uh, R.I.P. to a real one. (laughs) R.I.P. to a real one. The worst person that is I've not that is not the stance of this pod. You, you gotta give it up for Frank Carlucci. Bring it back to cigarettes. That whole generation smoked a lot and only ate cheeseburgers. And boomers all live into their late nineties, unless they died of cancer at like forty. So it's 
Yeah. Like it, well, this dude played tennis every day, and he was oh, like yeah. ninety-five. If you play, if you play tennis, yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm <laughs> developing an interesting theory, which is that there's all these statistics about how American healthcare is like worse than other European countries, but I don't think those factor in the fact that Americans live a really truly degenerate lifestyle, and the fact that boomers can regularly live to like ninety something years old actually shows. Oh, it's that crazy! Our, our healthcare is far superior than any European social democracy, where they eat like measured Mediterranean diets, and we just mainline McDonald's and. Like, oh, I love McDonald's. Things I feel like frozen too- in Jello. <laughs> I feel like I'm too paranoid about my own health because, like, I feel bad if I like have a little smoking stint, you know. And um, my great grandma, she died at 98 years old, and mostly from negligence, right? Just because like she never got <laughs> put. Well, like my her um, sons, like never took her somewhere when she needed to be somewhere, right? So, if you're like, if you when you develop Alzheimer's, that's gonna um, you're gonna. Be more prone to accidents and all that shit um, if you're not, you know, supervised. So she, like, had a fall and shit like that just because they kept her in her house, which isn't, like, what you should be doing when someone's 98 and has is early stage Alzheimer's. But also she almost lived to 100. But I, I don't like You said family. 98 and died from negligence, and I was worried that, like, oh, yeah, I mean, she did die from unplugged also, the life like, support machine Also, or her son rewrote her will and took me out of it. I would have got... Um, like, all right, so I'll go back to the story in a second, but let me do my original point first. She smoked one cigarette a day. My mom was really busy at a single mother and she worked constantly. So my um, great grandma basically raised me. So she was old as fuck when I was a kid. She's probably in her eighties and she would um, watch me every day. And I found out that she smoked one cigarette every day, her whole life and lived that long. I, I think I really think one cigarette a day is almost like smoking no cigarettes. I mean, at that point, yeah, I think cigarettes really become an issue because you, you know, you keep escalating. But if you just keep it at a low volume, I think you can live forever. That's just I yeah, mean, you round down to zero. Yeah, like one one <laughs> cigarette, you might works. as well just be sitting by a bonfire. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> it's like it's that's nothing because people I'm smoke. Enjoy- like, I like this. Yeah. See. Yeah, because my problem is that, like, I would love to have just one cigarette a day, except that yeah. I can't have one cigarette And she'd smoke in the bathroom. So, like, oh. when I when I got old enough to figure out what cigarettes were, I was like, oh, she's smoking in there every day, once, just exactly one time. Virginia Slims, by the way. Oh, Absolutely. classic so, old lady old woman cigarette. cigarette. Yeah. yeah. One a day, whole life, and never had any health problems. She actually never went to a doctor or had any hospitalization until she developed Alzheimer's. Anyways, when, when she babysat me, she had um, – her husband was um, a pilot in World War II, and he crashed his plane fly, doing a flyover of Berlin scouting. And he crashed in Berlin, survived the plane crash, and then he knew that the Nazis would be coming to kill him or capture him. So he – got out of the plane. He was like harmed, but like enough to walk and walked as far as he could from the crash. And then found a farm hit on this farm for multiple years. (laughs) He would hide on this farm and he would periodically kill their chickens and drink from their cows and steal stuff from that, their produce without them noticing. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's like a large German farm, like a very large German farm. And he survived on this farm hidden <laughs> until the Russians came through and took Berlin. And then he rolled with the Russians. And then the one um, Berlin's vein, the Americans were coming too. So eventually he met the Americans people as well. But he rolled with the Russians for a while. Anyways, he got to steal stuff from bunkers in Berlin. So he has like he had insanely cool um, Nazi paraphernalia. Just like insanely rare stuff from bunkers, because the bunkers were generally for aristocracy and upper brass people, especially in Berlin. So you had like um, one of the cool things she had was a black marble ashtray with a pure gold Nazi insignia in it, like multiple Lugers, um, just a bunch of very, very valuable paraphernalia. My grandma wasn't a Nazi, but she was from Germany and she met my grandma, grandpa, and they came to America together. Um. Well, I guess technically she was a Nazi, right? But because everyone in Germany was a Nazi at that time, because I was a ruling party. But anyways, really selling she, uh, grandma down the river here. <laughs> I mean, she was a good woman. I'm sure she had some very problematic views. Not none. I mean, I don't think she particularly. Um, well, I don't think she was woke or anything. <laughs> but she, uh, you know, I loved her. She was good. Um, anyway, she told me she was like. You know, this stuff's going to be very valuable someday. It's already valuable now. So by the time you're like an adult, this stuff, you could sell it to museums or on e- like on the internet or whatever for a lot of money. And she's like, this will be able to pay off all your like college, buy you a house, which she was right about. Because now you could sell like it just continues to get rarer and rarer. So if you have like a Luger and all that shit, you can sell for a bunch of money. She told me it's all mine. And she said she was going to give me other stuff, too. Anyways, her son... Um, who's a gambling addict, which runs in my family, became the executor of her will um, and basically rewrote the whole thing. And he got everything. And then he sold, before he even got the will, apparently he stole that stuff and sold it to gamble and lost all the money in Vegas, which was like, I don't know how much that stuff was worth, but it had to be like over 100000 probably. Yeah. So, selling mean, Nazi paraphernalia look to gamble on, there's... is too, too degenerate even for me. And I love gambling. <laughs> <laughs> That's some deep Ohio degeneracy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look on the bright side. Look, we've got to find the silver lining here. And um, we can assume that you successfully avoided coming into possession of a cursed trove of Nazi gold and treasure. But the uh, thing because is, that shit was, is 110% haunted. It is haunted, but, you know, it was nobly commendated by an American soldier, so... Uh, <laughs> who had to survive hardship, you know? In, in America's he, last and only good war. Good war, yeah. <laughs> it is pretty fucking insane how valuable... Um, basically anything from the Axis on World War II is, like, Japanese um, katanas from the officers. Like, any of the stuff you have from the Axis... Or Russian stuff's valuable, too, but... Uh, German and Japanese stuff's really valuable. Yeah, just for collectors and stuff. And there's, and this, for some reason, the people who collect Nazi stuff are the richest. <laughs> so they'll pay top shelf. Yeah. Yeah, or they're just like a guy at a gun show in Western Pennsylvania. There's a lot <laughs> of um, World War II collectibles. Yeah, the uh, the the pipe- are they forged. The pipeline from like Ohio granddad Nazi loot to white supremacist Western PA gun dealer is a definitely a real thing. You can trace oh, yeah, that flow sure. of cash across state lines for sure. Yeah, and it's uh, 
it's a whole market. You know, it's a whole eco- <laughs> it's a whole sub economy. <laughs> uh, when LeBron James left, that was the only thing that kept our economy running. Was <laughs> I mean, I swear to God, the Ohio Nazi jewels. <laughs> The Ohio economy is going to be running on LeBron high school memorabilia for a long time. Yeah, and the memory of LeBron and how and the memory, huge his draw all is. The sweet memories. <laughs> Do you know LeBron's not vaccinated? <laughs> what was that? LeBron's not vaccinated. He said it was for personal family reasons, but he's not vaccinated, <laughs> even though he's like a billionaire. So he could get vaccinated whenever he wants. So it's, I don't know. It's extremely funny to be like, yeah, I'm not vaccinated for personal reasons. Uh, my my grandmother died from a needle. And so it's it's just too close to me. I can't get vaccinated. <laughs> I literally think LeBron's too afraid of like experiencing any side effects that might hurt him on a day to day game basis to get a, a shot. If I had to guess, I would say that's why LeBron didn't get it. That's a winner's mindset. <laughs> yeah. That's business success right there. That's business yeah. success. And so, I also think so, like LeBron would just get like somehow stronger if he got COVID or COVID <laughs> would just like stop existing if it got in LeBron yeah. James' body. <laughs> LeBron James is actually just like the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> also, it's probably calculated risks. I don't think he would get particularly um, sick from COVID because he is extreme who knows those it's random but he uh he's probably good after the season i'd imagine yeah if he hasn't had it already he said he didn't have it already well you get the vaccine that is oh you think he had covid already and just didn't have symptoms i mean all all of them at that point at this point probably have had it yeah do that the nba just never stopped playing so i wouldn't be surprised if a bunch of people were just uh they like almost went cares. on strike, but guess who stopped that? Oh, fucking Obama. And yeah, and I think it's LeBron is the biggest um, like powerhouse in the NBA, and he really loves Obama. Was that like a, that seems like it was a huge shift in the like Northeast Ohio self-regard was when LeBron James happened. Like it feels like LeBron James like single-handedly uplifted the spirits of the greater Akron, Canton, Cleveland region. I went to a, after LeBron left, I went to a house party of a guy named Steve who um, is now a cop. And he had $10,000 worth of LeBron. It's a destiny if your name is Steve. He had $10,000 worth of LeBron gear, and the party was for him, us to watch him cry and burn it all in a fire. <laughs> oh, my God. When he went to Miami? Yeah. We got invited. <laughs> I don't think that was the original intent of the party, but he was having like a LeBron's going away party, and then he ended up having a mental breakdown and crying about it and burning all of his stuff. And cry, he cried all night and just burned like $10,000 worth of gear. And so people are like, can we have some of this? LeBron's are expensive shoes. <laughs> no. Burned it all. Sobbing. He's a cop Holy now. So shit. I think that think that moment just like, you know, made him a dirty pig cop. <laughs> he Something was like, oh, I liked one black guy. And now, now I like no black guy ever again. <laughs> literally, this LeBron betrayed me, so I am literally going to become a part of the like racist machine and do whatever I can. God. I can only imagine. Was that where? Oh, oh that I would love to Akron? see. Yeah, I would love to see the correlation between LeBron leaving and Ohio becoming a red state instead of a swing oh, state. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
So wait, he became a cop. He became a cop in Akron, Canton, or yeah, in the Akron area. I don't know what city specifically. In the Akron area, yeah. I was going to say I feel like I feel like the like Venn diagram of cops who are racist and also cops in the Akron region is a circle. Fucking Akron. Akron's the worst. Yeah. And Akron I, University. I've had some good times yeah. in Akron, but it's a very weird place. A- Akron. And it's very segregated. Yeah. Akron has a lot of like really solvable problems that just continue to get worse. <laughs> That's all I can say I have bought Akron. a substantial amount of drug paraphernalia in Akron, Ohio. I will tell you at absolutely reasonable prices. Oh yeah. You could buy definitely cheap drugs. And for some reason, like the people who go to Akron University are up their ass about going there, and yeah, it's it is super segregated. Cincinnati's even more segregated, though. Cincinnati's That's like true. Cincinnati is Cincinnati is one of the strangest places I've ever been in my. Cincinnati's fucked up. It's like Southern uh, Kentucky Ohio fusion, and it's funny. I have this like I went to Cincinnati for work with a coworker, and she's a complete dumbass, and extremely tone deaf and she's a Republican and she even noticed like we were on this business trip and she was like, wow, this, you'd never see black people and white people together in this city. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's Cincinnati. It's intentional. (laughs) We were on tour in Cincinnati and we rolled into town and my friend just went, why does this whole place look like Blade Runner? Cause the entirety of downtown is just brutalism. Oh, yeah, they have a big architecture school there that produces the worst architects in America. (laughs) Yeah. No, like, everyone's like, oh, look how cool the university design is. And it just looks like, yeah, it looks like fucking Blade Runner, but if it was, like, not a good movie. But But if it was in Ohio. Blade Blade Runner, but, (laughs) but, like, George Lucas made it. Yeah, it's, like, the best architecture school in Ohio. And the funny thing is you... Like, if you, there's no architecture jobs in America, first of all. Like, you have to move to a country that's actually building stuff. Like, China has a ton of architecture jobs. There's architecture jobs in the Middle East. There's architecture jobs in Japan. There's not architecture jobs in America. You can't have thousands of people going to architecture school and expect them to find work. <laughs> Unless their parents are rich and know, somehow no architects. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like the doing... idea of an alternate universe where uh, everything's the same, including Blade Runner, except for it's only the architecture in Blade Runner is the same. And all of the actual story content of Blade Runner is just like small town, Ohio drama, the aesthetic (laughs) of Blade Runner, but it's like small town, just like small town, interpersonal Teddy squad hunting down a guy that stole your beats headphones. (laughs) Instead of Ryan Gosling having a virtual fake e-girlfriend, his girlfriend's just addicted to heroin. (laughs) 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 But, but he pretends she's virtual. (laughs) To help him cope. He's like, oh, you're like a robot or something. You're like a robot, right? You're like a, you're like a computer. It's just like which, like which of these like London, Ohio AutoZone employees can build the biggest spoiler on their Honda Civic? No. A fucking, a white guy with an, a fully white guy with a Mexican name and a Rick and Morty, <laughs> Rick and Morty Cavs, <laughs> themed Cavs jersey. <laughs> That's the thing. I love Ohio because Ohio is just unabashedly fucking weird. Ohio is like America's like 
Bermuda Triangle. Weird shit happens in Ohio, but nobody knows about it because there's no sunshine laws like in Florida. I think yeah, Ohio it, is as deranged, if not more deranged, than Florida. A, a thing people don't realize is that poor white people fucking love Rick and Morty. They love it more than anybody. <laughs> Everyone talks about Redditors, but, like, you go into, like... If you go into like, if you know people working like auto body shops and stuff, they all fucking love Rick and Morty. Like the the super fandom of Rick and Morty comes from the working class of America. Redditors are just the most annoying about it. But really, working Rick and Morty is very popular with poor people, especially in the Midwest. We'll stand by that every day. You'll see people with tats and shit. It's crazy. Do you have Do you have an analysis for why that is? Uh, well, no, poor people love Big Bang Theory, too, demographically. Poor, like, working class people love shows that are, like, quasi-smart, you know? Like, the, 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 like, the, the, the nerd shows. Like, the, it's just, it's a thing. I don't know why, though. I wish I could explain it. Because Big Bang Theory is, like, extremely popular in ratings with normal people. Engineers don't watch Big Bang Theory. Like, Redditors don't watch Big Bang Theory. It's like mom and pop people who watch Big Bang Theory. There's an audience for these TV shows like NCIS, which has been on yeah, for a million huge. years. Yeah. And it's like it's like people like my ex's parents who like were both fucking working class, worked all goddamn fucking day. And they would come home and they would sit on either sides of their sofa where like two sides were recliners that they had spent like, all, you know, a big chunk of money on. And they would just like watch this stuff because they don't have to think about it. Like it's entertaining and they don't have to think about it because they're tired. Oh yeah. And NCIS is huge. All the cop dramas. Yeah. My grandma got obsessed with like 24 and like, um, Homeland and like all those cop shows. And it was interesting to see just her brain change, uh, from that stuff, even though it's just such passive entertainment. What's the one about spe- uh, special victims unit? Um, what show is that? Um, Law and Order. Are you talking about Law, Law and Order, Order yeah. SVU? Law and Order, yeah. Law and Order SVU is good though. I will stand. That's a good show. <laughs> that's the one with Ice T, right? Yeah, it's one with Ice T. Yeah, and Detective Stabler. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. Nothing personal. It's just business. Ice T loves to say that. <laughs> nothing. Per- <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That that show's actually good. Um. Yeah, most most shows are just uh, designed to just be you know, you'd be watchable. I think Rick and Morty is actually good, though. It gets a lot of shit, but I think it's like a decent show. That's why shows like Law and Order SVU and, I don't know, like Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that can't... Well, they can't get a bad rap because the fandom that they have is just normal people who don't use the internet, who don't go on Reddit obsessively to like talk about Grey's Anatomy and Law and Order SVU. You can have a successful and, you know, good, in quotes, show like Law & Order SVU because there isn't some sort of rabid fan base that's going to ruin it for everyone by being fucking insane. Yeah. You know, no, trying, to like, trying to, like, <laughs> obtain... Yeah, a like, that show would be really funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> it would oh. be really funny to get all of those people extremely online. <laughs> this is like when I Detective Stapler solved that <laughs> child molestation case they, they did cu- they did have a uh gamergate episode i know that law and order svu did a gamergate episode and you and and were like like i think they had 
I think they had Ice T do one of Ice T's classic lines, which is like, <laughs> "You mean they do blank?" Like it's that John Mulaney bit. It's like where like you say what it is, and Ice T is like, "You mean they like to do this with incels?" You mean, you mean these, these guys, guys can't don't get fuck? fucking laid? <laughs> Law and Order can get away with it. Can get away with doing the like sort of internet topic of the day thing and turn it into a successful Law and Order episode because. Their entire audience is not online. They have no idea what Gamergate is. So you introduce that into like a Law and Order episode, and you give it a minute and a half of exposition, and the and the audience is like, well, "This is the I've never heard of this. This is fucking insane! Holy shit!" There's these guys yeah, that I can't don't have sex. Executing gamers, yeah. I, I can't believe there are guys out there that don't fuck and they're mad about it. <laughs> this is a fascinating plot. Here's the thing, though. I feel like I feel like being online, like being hyper online, is what makes you enable unable to fuck. Cause like I met a lot of nerds in my life, and nerds fuck. Nerds yeah. fuck because they have nerd sex. It's like a very specific thing. Sex nerds are an are an a not often talked about demographic, and they're very real. I think those people don't have sex, and they look for outlets to. Um... They find outlets. It's like a whole pipeline, right? You have the books about pickup artistry. You have the, you know, the internet, red pill shit. And then you just end up going down this whole thing where it's not your fault. (laughs) The MTV pickup artist to incel pipeline, if you will. They, They scrubbed that show from the internet. They scrubbed that show from the internet because I have tried. I've tried to find the VH1 television program, The Pickup Artist. They forget one simple <laughs> fact, though. Um, the most famous incel of all time was Jesus Christ, and he he was an incel because his dad was always watching him, and his dad was God himself. <laughs> and that guy lived a really good life until he was brutally executed. So Yeah, he was cool. I, maybe, maybe they should um, look up to someone else, you know, instead of like, uh, I don't I know who they Jesus look up to. Yeah, well, I mean, that's fine. You can just turn incels into volcels, and that solves the problem, essentially. I feel like Jesus wanted to have sex, but he was the son of God. Like, he probably had natural drive to have sex, I would imagine. Like, he had hormones and such, but, like, your dad's God. You gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you can't be... You got to take over the family be, business. You got a lot to you live up to. You got to take over the family business of not you've got fucking. A, you've got a diamond <laughs> mine waiting for you in heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>